0: Just more than that, real Kipper and born on a Friday,
1: Woo! which weird. means
0: one thing: off the rails. Two hours from now, I don't have to see your ugly mugs <laughs> for two full days. Ah, uh, what a delight! You know what else
1: it means? Tell me. Off the rails Friday. Doug I McLean. All that all that means is just less preparation time it goes into the show. It's really all it means for everyone out there. It means
0: at least for a good fifteen minutes. We can just throw it to Doug and and know that we don't know where the hell he's going or what he's gonna say. Could talk ten minutes about pickleball. Yeah. Maybe his investments, the the Porsche, the R V,
1: <laughs> and it doesn't really
0: matter to us.
1: No, that's fine. I look forward to hearing about that. We'll talk some Leafs. We'll talk some Bruce Boudreau. In the second
0: hour, Maxim Lapierre, former NHLer, co-host of, Sammy, help me out here, Le Poche Bleu. <laughs> Le Poche Bleu. Was that... Yeah. Sammy's delivering like, my lineup was that, that, was I that I forgot. Was that French accent enough there? Did you catch that? I
2: think it's French for blue balls. Yes. Um I actually told Maxime that you're doing the interview in French, Kipper. So <laughs> <laughs> some bonjour.
1: Huh? Come c- Justin. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> what else you man, got for don't, me? Don't look at me. You got any French uh, at all for me? Uh un petit peu. Okay. I think Close that enough. a little bit.
0: That of course is uh geared towards the Leafs, Montreal Saturday night. Always exciting, is always it still? fun. I think so. I'm excited. It is. And it doesn't really matter that Montreal's in the, the bottom of the standings.
1: There's something still there. And you know what it is? Whose head is Arbor I going to punch off? That's, that's part and, of the And fun. there
0: is always that element, which I buy into, that any team can win on any given night. Mm-hmm. What we know for sure is. Not any given team can make the playoffs after 35 games in the regular season. Not even
1: season. close. <laughs> <laughs> that three, we know for sure. Three-point system, tough to climb the ladder.
0: Nick Kiprios, Justin Born, Derek Brandeo, Jen Nick, and Sammy McKee. We're here for the next two hours for
2: your sheer enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Kipper, I played at a classic Toronto barn this morning at uh, 7 a.m. St. Mike's Arena. I'd never played there before incredible. Never No, I played, played at St. Mike's no, Arena before. I've played in a million Toronto barns. I've played all over the city, but, but you, I've never, I, got, I got invited to play at a skate there this morning. 7 a.m. puck drop. Oh, is it, just, you got kids now? You no, it's just, 7 a, a. it's just a great time to play hockey. But it's you, awesome. You've been there to Never uh, never step foot. Why?
0: I cannot believe yeah. that you're a Toronto guy and you never, never stepped been ice
2: or, or been there to watch a game. So the thing that blew me away was... The corners. They, well, yeah, and that they played junior... They had an OHL team in that arena, which is crazy. We used to practice there all
0: the time. It's Leafs. We
2: just yeah. jump in a TTC
0: bus and they take us down there, and it's an amazing. What rank.
1: do you mean, jump in a TTC bus? Like public transit
0: with other people? Uh, no, no. Uh, they would, uh, <laughs> and would, it would be a TTC bus, but they right. rent it for an hour. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's good. The city can make a little money off the Leafs in, like in, that in, in, in full gear. Oh, I love that. I, you know, I so we'd stop on, at I, red lights. I did my
0: chair traveling and we, equipment. We'd stop at red lights and there'd be people thinking that they're going to get on the bus. And they, <laughs> they'd, they'd look at the door and then there'd be Wendell Clark or, or Doug Gilmore going, no, 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 next bus. Yeah. And they're like, okay, uh, are my eyes playing tricks on me? Was that Wendell or, or Doug Gilmore telling me to go and wait for the next
2: bus? Well, That's great. There's actually, when the least. Remember they used to do that outdoor practice? I Have they done that in a while? They feels used to like do a it feels like a Babs thing. They used, they, at, a, I, they used to do it
1: at Jake ba- Gardner's yeah.
2: family's thing. They used to do it at Nathan Phillips Square. Okay. They used to have the outdoor practice, and they would go from the Bank Arena up to Nathan Phillips Square. So it's just up the, the – it's yeah, super easy right on, the, on the subway. But there's a really amazing photo that someone took of Freddie Anderson. I wish I could know how to look it up. There's a picture of Freddie Anderson – in full gear sitting on the with like commuters yeah. sitting beside him. I love that. Like it's such a classic photo. It just it, you know, kind of sticks out, represents Toronto. I love that.
0: Anyways, all community right there. I love it. Just love it. Love it. Did you love last night? 4-1 Sounds like it was a convincing win and there were portions of it where you you liked it a lot, but uh uh where did it overall stand for you? I couple good signs for me right off the bat, and we'll get into this in more detail, but uh, Austin, Samson Novin net. Uh, JB, let's start with you on uh, the 4-1 win last night by the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: You know, I think you look at the shots and a lot of people would be like, ah, Winnipeg took it to them, and they did. I thought Winnipeg really came out and looked really good in the first period, but the, the quality of chances that the Leafs generated, you know, they're too good. They're too good to, to, to not score a few goals on those looks, and they played... You know, they didn't give up a ton the other way. Sammy was really good. You know, I I have this theory about elite players. If you're one of the NHL teams that has a few elite players on it, which I don't know how many teams have more than one, not not that many. There's a few games a year where you just win because your elite guys did something elite. You know, like Matthews goes out and does what he does. Marner gets a shorty, and it's like, okay, well, now you're leading the game, and it's easy to play when you're up. They have elite guys. That, to me, was an elite guy win. You know, like the Winnipeg Jets have some elite guys, but not quite on Matthews and Marner level.
0: Before we pick up uh, maybe uh, what Sammy and I think about uh, Matthews last night, let's go to Sheldon Key for uh, a Kippers Clipper, and, and get a sense of what he saw out of his star centerman. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry? What did you notice about him taking over? I noticed the puck hit the mesh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can play the second Matthews Good. <laughs>
3: It's probably the game that's looked closest to him last year in terms of him dangerous, in terms of the the way the puck went in the net, and a few of the other chances that he had as well. I mean, he could have had four or five tonight. So, um, I mean, I I would say that, but I don't know if I would say it's his most complete game. He's, He's played a lot of really good hockey, despite not playing at the same rate offensively that he has last season.
0: Okay, so in a nutshell... Sheldon really kind of validated all those weeks and months that we sat and said, Doesn't look great. Just doesn't look like
1: Austin. I know. We were like heathens for suggesting it, but he didn't. He didn't. And look- last night he did. He did. And you know what? It wasn't the goals for me that made him look that way. It was bringing the puck up through the neutral zone with speed, fast. And that for- he hasn't looked fast to me.
2: The first period play where he picked the puck up in his own zone. Willie's on his flank, and he's got the, the shoulders going, the head's up. He's skating hard. Flying. Flies it out to the, to the half boards where Willie is, and then he goes straight to the net with his stick on the ice, and Willie finds him. Good save by Hellebuck, but it just, like, right from there, I was like, oh, man, he's really got the feet going tonight. And that's what the – feels like the difference of going north has been the difference for him all year, and he looked like he was doing it well last night. The play right off the face-off.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Where he absolutely undressed Mark Shifley. Oh, that's right. Poster material. That's oh my God. that's it. <laughs> right, like the elite. Do you remember his very first game when he scored four goals? Yeah, and he I don't pulls know. Through feet, I don't, I don't know whose pocket he picked back Carlson. then. Sorry, was Eric Carlson. It was Eric Carlson. <laughs>
1: I've heard of him. Look oh, at you with your I, yeah. never
0: concussed. Let me tell brain. you where
1: he was before the game. Let him set the stage for it. <laughs> yeah. It was a Thursday.
2: Yeah. There was I, a slight rain. One of my all-time regrets is not going but, to that game. Anyways, but anyway. that's
0: essentially what he did last night to Shifley. Uh, yeah, is I'm I'm taking the puck right now, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And then he goes in there, and then he finishes it with an absolute rocket five hole on a pretty damn good goalie. Yeah. Like that's the the part where you said, "Oh right, oh right, oh yeah." McDavid Matthews, Matthews McDavid, McDavid Matthews. There, there's the okay. Who's better today, yeah. this week, this month?
1: Yeah, there were moments this year where it was embarrassing that we had ever had that conversation, you know, but it's you're reminded the flashes look that good. So encouraging. I've heard people talk about the whole load management thing. You know, now he's come back after a couple days off and he's got pep in his step and he's shooting it hard and he's scored a bunch of times and I don't know. Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe a little rest doesn't doesn't hurt. uh,
0: Another Kippers Clipper of uh, Sheldon Keefe talking about Matthews
2: and what he noticed well we have no we have Matthews talking about himself. Oh, okay then
0: let's go there
5: yeah Yeah, I mean I think it was good just to reset and um you know physically feel better mentally everything
1: um you know it's no secret it's a bit of a grind throughout the season and um you know sometimes a little bit rest can kind of go a long way so I mean I've been feeling good lately and um you know I just want to continue to get better as a team get better individually and and string along some wins (laughs) hey sorry well we were listening to that someone sent me the picture of Freddie. Awesome. On the TTC, nice. Oh, that's is that a great photo? That's a great photo. Yeah, I love it. Thank you very much too.
0: N- I'm not spinning this to in my day. Okay, but usually that those comments that we just heard him say
6: mm-hmm.
0: were usually reserved for someone over thirty. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About the rest yeah. and how it's be a long season, but I mean, after six years of being the guy, and still is it seven now in. It's in his mid-20s, Yeah. he does speak of a guy that, uh, yeah, I could use a day off every once well, in a while. It's funny,
1: too, just the way this season has gone and the way last season went, where he hit all the personal milestones, and now it's all these years of first-round exits and all the pressures on the playoffs. I think there's probably more of a, and where they are in the standings, there's probably more of the, like, okay, what are we playing for tonight? So...
0: As early as, what, last week, we had heard he's not 100% and there is something that could be lingering. And then there's this week that suggests yeah, a couple of days off, kind of cleaned everything up. Is is that what we're led to believe?
1: I guess if you have a bad back, and I'm the only one guessing that, but, like, you know, and it feels better and you can move better. I'm
0: not on the days. back train.
1: You think risk? At- Doctor said I need a backy on me.
0: Where did you, where do you find <laughs> that's, that?
1: That's how baked. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's an old baked. one.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been sitting on that one for a very long time. <laughs> Listen, I, I missed I'm it not, when
2: he, when, J- when JB referenced it. I'm not in the basing. Love
0: it. I'm not basing that on knowledge of what I know, what I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't strike me as a guy that uh, has got back issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, it's, wrist, he's looking better. I, I told
0: you, if, I, if I'm a betting man, I, mm. I go wrist.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it, but we'll see if he needs more days off. The question is, how do you get this Matthews on April 19th or whatever the first That's game all of matters. playoffs is? Like, do you need two games, two days off the week before? Yeah.
2: Perfect. Give it to him.
1: Right. Like, what do you need? How do we set you up to be this version?
0: We've got uh, All-Star break. We do know that he's going. They announced it last night. Uh since what I'm getting is he wants to go, really. I don't think he. I don't think he gets announced if he doesn't want to go.
1: Yeah, or you he, think they go to him first, and-
0: or he wants uh, to now? You know, revisit that if he wants to take the days off, he'll do it a little later. That's not the way these things work behind the scenes. Yeah. I can assure you that
1: How about uh, Willie are not getting in. That shock you?
0: Yeah, you know what? Let's, we'll talk about okay. the all star uh, and all of that a little later on in the show. I don't agreed. want to get into that. Agreed. Right now. Yeah. But uh, it does, there is a sense that he does feel better and whatever possibly has been bothering him is a thing of the past, which means to your point, in the grand scheme of things, is this what we're going to see in the back half now? more days off, or is this a guy that can get back on the, I don't know, should I say 50-goal pace?
1: So he's on, on pace for, I think, 44, 45, somewhere in that realm. Right now with 24.
0: What's what's a hat trick due to that? I know. On the weekend.
1: Yeah, well, if he's got... You know, thirty-eight games left, and is that where it seems like his, his games heading? Pace, your goal per game pace is that
0: where? Is it heading there? Or do would you like to see a long stretch here where he can score twelve goals in ten games? Would that make you feel better going into? Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I would like that very much. Yeah, I just want him to. I think he gets fifty. I think that's a fair prediction. I just, it was a breath of fresh air to see him look like that last night. And I really do like what you guys said off the top about how people were saying, oh, he's the same guy. Oh, look at these metrics. Look at these metrics. And then his coach comes out and it's like, yeah, that was was nice. I don't like it. That
1: was fun. I enjoyed that. So uh, really good night for Matthews. He's currently 15th in the league in scoring. He's 14, or sorry, 15 behind McDavid. Is there any chance? 15 goals. 15 goals back of McDavid. How high can he climb? Uh, With McDavid on pace for 70?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a possibility. I think he'll probably finish 10 to 12 goals behind McDavid. I still think he gets to the
1: top five in the league. He's seven goals out of that, out of the top five. Anyway.
0: Another night where it's Matthews and Marner leading the charge. An amazing shorthanded goal by Mitch Marner last night. Let's go to Sheldon's uh, thoughts on uh, what he saw out of that goal.
3: He's just—he's just a very good player. He's got great instincts, um, great instincts. First of all, to create the turnover, to catch you in the transition, to go the other way. You know, you look at the play he makes tonight. I mean, he's—he's he's just reading where that puck's going to go, and he's—he's he's there to meet it and, and catches you going the other way. And love that. Uh, you know, in that moment, he—you know, like he looked—looked he looked to the pass. It wasn't a great option in terms of the spacing that was there, and. Um, big time shot. So that's that's a huge moment in the game. Obviously, it's a very dangerous power play on the other side. Uh, and then for us to turn it like that, it's great. So, yeah, he, he's just a you know, he's a really good player with those great instincts that puts him in those.
0: Was it ever yeah
3: a, a great play?
0: I so love it. It's almost as as if he can he understands and reads the game probably as good as anyone. I've ever watched, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. like even in my era, like he is so smart that he well, can a almost, killer. he can almost, and, and on that play, it's like he baits you to do what he, he wants you to do.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's why he's first over the boards on the PK. He really, I think, you know, I actually wonder why more offensive players can't utilize their ability to see the game offensively, defensively. Like, now you're on the other side of the puck. What does that guy want to do? Like, Marner has such a great ability to put himself in that guy's skates and be like, all right, I know where he wants to get this puck. You know, I don't know why other people aren't able to do it. Marner has an unbelievable sense for
0: it. But there's, and you watch him on a lot of nights when it's not going well, but he's still the first forward back covering up for other guys. He's so conscientious out there that Mm -hmm. when there is a, a deep pinching up, usually he's. He's the guy back. He just, yeah. he, it's, it's important to him. That's why, it's because yeah. sometimes it's just not as important to other guys who just think that they are there to score goals yeah. and not, not really put both sides of the,
1: the puck uh, in an equal frame. And I think that's why they feel like they can run a five-forward power play, because they feel like Mitch is a guy who's able to you know make those defensive reads. I wonder, do you give any credit... To Mike Babcock for when Mitch came in the league and said, you know what, you're going to be a PK guy. You know what, we need you to be a defensive guy and yeah. sort of forcing that element of the he, game onto he, him.
0: He was that guy in London. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it, it was, <laughs> he, 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 he was that guy. Okay. I mean, I covered the London Knights. I watched him in a Memorial Cup. He was that guy. He was he, a PK he, dude. He, and was, all that. he was drafted on the basis that he was that special of a of a talent to warrant uh being rated so high and that he could he could play offense he could play defense he could kill penalties he could lead he could score so i think it's just a matter of when they woke up when they woke up well you know he didn't he didn't he didn't start you know, I'm not getting in all this with you now, but oh. it, it it took them like a long time to wake up how good he was. Yeah, including to the point where they didn't even let him play the first year. Yeah, it was just like he couldn't even get a real NHL exhibition game. That's how pissed off Babcock was that he didn't get uh, Hannafin or uh, Provorov. Yeah, as a defenseman, so. Once they figured it out, that's when he took off.
1: It's worked out pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think, okay, yeah. 11 million bucks. And it's also worked out that, uh, uh, am I reading this correctly? He's the first NHL player with a 20-game home point streak since Joe Sackick. Yep.
2: 2001. That, that's courtesy Stevie sports Sportsnet Stats. Is that like a... It's a weird one, but I did put it in there for you. A, is that
0: really kind of like a big deal,
2: having a consecutive now home streak? I no. think, uh, to me, it is. I think it's important to win a lot of your games at home if you're an elite team. I, I like think, to win the games wherever you play. No,
1: but I just I, think there's think, so much randomness no, in like baseball stats. Yeah, I
2: don't. I don't like. I
0: don't. I, I I'm, I'm with JB on this. I don't want people to think I play well,
2: but they did at home. Oh, he's, and he's one of the best players in the league, Gifford. Like I think people know. I just think it's in, somewhat important I to have be your best players playing at I just at wouldn't home. make that big
0: of a deal about this being like a really, really um important record.
2: Well, you know, home road
1: splits are actually quite interesting.
2: Well, hold on, before you get to <laughs> before you get to that, because it's a very interesting conversation. Yes. I just wanted to ask about Marner and that the improvement of the shot has because like, 'cause we've talked about that for every feels like every training camp for three or four years. He's like, oh he's a great passer, great passer, but when's the shot gonna come? And it was kind of that conversation wasn't really there as much this year, and it seems that his shot really has improved. Like that shot last night, beats one of the best goalies in the league clean, bar down yeah. off the rush like that. He didn't like in the years past. He's kind of cutting that to the middle or sort of trying to find the pass. Like his first instinct, look up, shoot. Like that is a newer part of his game that's really grown.
1: Really has. You know, I, I love the idea that he was on a two-on-one with Camp, and he was like, "I well, they'd rather me shoot." this? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, that was a part an easy of it. decision. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I think it's just uh, a lot of things as well. He, he keep, he's getting stronger he to and stronger. He's become a man at some right? point, right? Just getting stronger. And, yeah, there's a sense that I I can shoot the puck as well. And he has scored a couple from tops of the circles
1: already this year. Has you know, he not? What did he, what did he finish in sure. scoring last year? I mean, he's a he 35, 30, last year. 35 goals. Yeah. He's a top, I don't know, whatever that is, top 20 goal scorer no. in the league. You yeah. can't get there yeah. if
0: you can't shoot it. So who, who's courtesy of that record? Who, who'd you say? Stevie Fallon. Stevie, yeah oh, Stevie. Uh oh. Um, what's his consecutive point streak against the Atlantic Division? Um, and also, I want to know what is. Uh, what's the record for consecutive uh, point streaks on a Saturday? Uh, well, I don't know if you is know. It's the... true.
1: I don't know. <laughs> just trying to make. It, up. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it is extremely baseball to be well, like <laughs> left-handed pitchers in October <laughs> in a south facing This is where we're going here with these records with the wind now.
2: Blows. Um, well, I just. As an aside, it's a big NFL weekend this weekend. Trevor Lawrence going up against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday, three o five in Buffalo. No, it's in it's in <laughs> it's in Kansas City. That's where the Kansas City Chiefs play. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is yes. the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, forty one zero on Saturdays. So forty one zero on Saturdays. There you go. Just a little note for you. All,
0: All right, you. Uh, that's for... just, just a quick story on like home and away, yeah. home and road. So I'm in my first year. I think it was. Uh, Lindy Ruff, who's now the head coach in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I think we're playing Buffalo one night, and I, I don't know if it was Neil Sheehy, uh, and there was like a an offside face-off, and Neil just stands up, and he's about five feet from Lindy Ruff, and he says, yep, Rough at home and Lindy on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there you go. That's why you don't want to be known as a guy that only plays well at home. Right that's
2: a, there.
1: That's a hell of a chirp. <laughs> Unique. Credit where credit's due.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, Samsonov, ready to go again Saturday night. Two in a row, and this isn't back-to-back. Mm-hmm. What do we make out? At- oh, before we get into that. Okay, okay. Let's just talk about uh, last night. Another stellar performance. Really good. Out of Samsonov.
1: You know, when Winnipeg came at the, the Leafs out of the gates, the early portion of the game, that's when he was really good. You know, we know he cold came in cold the game before and looked really good. Kind of allowed them to hang around the game until Matthews and Marner blew the doors open. But, uh, yeah, interesting to me that... You know, this This is getting him another game. We were talking about home and road records. 12-0-1 at home with a 938 save percentage.
0: What a homer.
1: What a homer. What a Lindy at home. Not allowed to do that.
2: That's bad, though. Be, that no, it's rough at home. That's right. Sorry. You don't want that. You don't want that. You want to be bad. and like That, that, that doesn't matter that he's good at home, right? Let's go
0: to Sheldon Keefe. I don't know it means anything. <laughs> we'll go to Sheldon Keefe on what he saw out of uh, what? His new number one goalie is terrific. I mean,
3: in that first period I thought I I thought we were, I were on our heels a bit just with their speed, the pace that they played with their best players, especially. Um, part of it is they're really fast. The part of it is I thought we we played into that a little bit too much. So um, Sammy had to be really strong. I, I thought we did a good job of not allowing a lot of the shots to like a lot of the shots he faced you know, we're straight on. They're still dangerous shots, and really good shooters, but we didn't allow much in terms of side to side or of getting them getting in behind us and in in, in clean. Uh, so it allowed him to, you know, get some really good action and, and get involved and, and engage in the game on some dangerous looking chances, yet I thought they were manageable and, and he was he was really solid on, on them and yeah, without a doubt that allowed us to get out of that first period and get going.
0: J B you talked about Winnipeg being a very dangerous team in yeah. the slot. And yep. for the most part, they, they held them to bay. And
6: yeah.
0: uh, Matthews had a great block. Do you remember that one last yeah. night? Where he just sat yeah. there and played goalie. Maybe,
2: maybe don't turn your wrists to the shot there. <laughs> <laughs> Made you a little nervous? <laughs> I was like, oh, like he like, turned yeah. his ri- like the wrong way. I was like, oh, man, use the protection on those gloves, Mr. Matthews.
1: Do you see Vander Kane is not wearing the wrist protectors? The uh, Kevlar wrist protecting sleeves that you can wear. He's just going right back at it.
2: What are the
0: odds? He's
3: saying.
2: Well, I know it's,
1: it's <laughs> not none.
2: But probably zero. <laughs> Not zero. Well, you've been playing in one way for a long time and really good at it. Probably drives you nuts.
1: Gets you all. You gotta make. So you get to keep playing if you have wrists. Did you
0: get out of last night that Samsonov was telling
2: everyone, "This is my net. I want it." I think, yeah, I think that's probably what he was wanting to tell everybody, but this this goaltender situation has been so fluid, it's hard to know which direction it's going to go in. I I would not be surprised if tomorrow night he goes out there and that's a stinker. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. It just feels like it's so unpredictable both ways. Like our, I really- our group okay, chat, but- our
1: YouTube chat has him at a 50 or 60% of the people have him as the starter for the Leafs now. Kay. 30% have a tandem and 10% have Murray as the guy. Well,
0: hold on for Last a second. Last I checked. Okay, because this is, to me, you know, we've got a lot of Kippers Clippers all week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is the one that I'm going to remember this week. The most. Okay. And this is Sheldon talking about his goalies and maybe some, some thought behind where this thing has been, where it's at, and maybe where it's going. Let's have a listen.
3: Yeah, I, I don't have a theory, no. Um, other than to say, I think, you know, the way the schedule has fallen for each of them, that's just sort of the way the, the games have gone. And, um, you know, they found their groove in each of those spots. It wasn't a plan or anything like that for us going into the season. It's just kind of how the schedule fell. And we've been, you know, pretty much alternating. And at times there's some doubling up there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing. It's something we're looking at as we've talked about a little bit with Murray. We're trying to get him a little more action at home. We've been trying to you know, look to get Samson off some time on the road and all these kind of things, but um, whatever it is, uh, I'll take it.
0: We don't have a theory, and it's something that we're going to look into, and it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> we don't really have a game plan, but we're just going to
2: kind of roll along with it. This is the throwing stuff at the wall stuff. We talked it, to it yesterday. Listen, there's enough of a sample size here now with the home road stuff that you press press like like you're on a heater feel oh i said ah sorry get the <laughs> electric shock yeah sorry heater <laughs> jar. They so we're doing
3: okay
2: <laughs> i
1: just,
2: <laughs> you're quick on that i think i think you just kind of got to ride this out i guess they're going in the face of that by playing samsonov tomorrow night in montreal but to me it's... they want to get him some looks on the road it's something that i'm starting to get really nervous now about
0: that that this conversation is the same one we're going to have at the end of March. I know, Kev. I
1: know. I feel the same way. There's a chance that... Don't want to be sitting here doing that. What
0: the goaltending situation looked like for the Toronto Maple Leafs for the first 40 is going to look exactly the same way. They're going to get their wins. They're going to get their points. Uh, Matthews may get 50 goals. Marner may hit 100 points. And yet we're going to still feel... The same way about the goaltending situation as we do today.
1: What would you say? Well, here's you do. At here. least last year, you felt like Jack Campbell might be the worst goalie in the league. You don't feel like that about either of these guys. You know, assuming things kind of continue the way they have been going, but no, it's not comfortable. I would be a quicker pull in playoffs, though, wouldn't it? But the difference is that you knew Jack Campbell was, was in, and you hoped like
0: hell he could catch fire and get you out of the first round. He came close. It just
1: didn't happen. Yeah, he was fine.
0: It wasn't horrible,
1: but you knew it was Jack. Is that better than having an option if it's not going well for a guy?
2: That's a great question. I
1: I think think... (laughs) (laughs) we will find out. Stay tuned. I,
0: I do believe, though, that it's. It's just one less thing to think about. Listen, I'm for a the one I'm a starter that you, guy. That you
2: uh, know who that guy is. I'm a starter guy. I don't like him. Can I? Can I go on the other side of this, please? You know who's better? Just Play him. Like if you're at the, when you get to the playoffs, you guy. Know, do you know who's better? No, no. Like by the time the playoff starts, you're gonna see who has better numbers. It's gonna be established. Somebody'll be. You there's go two with, sides to this, Sam. But you though. go in the first game. Hey, that guy plays like crap. Other guy oh. goes in. I don't think there's that much to think about.
0: We may know who might be better physically by the end, but we might not know who's stronger mentally.
1: Well, and also if one guy's a 920 and one guy's a 910, but the 910 guys played better the last two games, who's better? You know, like it's a crapshoot. And to your point, if you start with the wrong guy and you lose by a squeaky, stinky goal, now you're down one. And you're hoping the other guy's not bad too.
2: This is the most, to me, this is like such a meaningless conversation. It's just whatever. You're oh, a meaningless conversation. No, no. Like I don't like. Oh, yo, like oh, this guy's the guy. Whoever Why? makes the goddamn saves is the like, the guy. I do not care. And it's like if only or that's it is that the, the, the simple. The
0: difference is is what you can base it on during the regular season. It, do you have faith that the guy is going to bounce back? even if he has a stinker, and give him the consecutive start. Do you remember how quickly Ilya Samsonov or, was
1: crying in his cereal? Or do cereal? you bail? If I am being completely honest, I have exactly zero faith in either of these guys. <laughs> so, to me, it's... You said earlier, though, that you like the Matt Murray, even after a sure. bad game, is, like, willing to...
2: So, game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning at Bank Arena. Uh, they win the game. Whoever that goalie is gets, start, to, play gets to play again.
1: They lose the first game. The other goal is five place. four with two three bad goals. Do you still put they, the, w- if, they, yeah. if they win? If they win five, yes. five, four, yeah. one guy gives up hey, four bad wins, goals. Wins, you get to go again. That's the dumbest. That is the dumbest hey. thing in sports. And, and you know
0: what else happens, Sammy? <laughs> oh, here we on, go. On the basis guy that plays maybe bad, he they stays both, in. They both have mediocre back to back games, both of them. Then you got you bailing on
2: both of them and crapping all over the team.
1: So you'd rather you stuck with anyone in the process. So you'd right? rather
2: just have Jack Campbell with his six oh four save percentage in playoff overtime for the Leafs. Just stick him back out there. Like I, I'd much yeah, rather have, move on. I'd much rather have two good goalies or two decent goalies and one bad one who's your starter. Like it's I don't know. This conversation is just to me, Anyways, can can we read <laughs> in, can we read
0: into anything that they're coming back to Samsonov and if he has another solid start that he starts playing two out of three you know, I think it might be
1: McKee. He could and, win 10-9 and, tonight and, and, and start the
0: next game. And for the the, the rest tomorrow. of the month or going into the all-star break, you're you're telling Matt Murray, no, sorry, I had your opportunities. The last three weeks have not been good for you. He had Four your opportunities. Goals. He's
1: like, I'm a 920. What Listen, do you want? Uh, I, or but, a nine fifteen or whatever he is.
0: But or does he does Sheldon try to play both sides of it until he gets to the place that Sammy's talking about? Yeah. Like Oh, no, 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 no. Matt Murray's been great. It's us. We only pulled him because of uh, the reaction that we wanted to get from the rest of the team and really had nothing to do with him. Yeah. Or do you just push towards Samson off if he's that good and let him gain that that longevity, that long stretch?
6: Yeah. What,
1: I, I, what do I, you do? I, I don't know the answer. I am interested. We have a quote from Keith on playing them – as home and road goalies, played like it. actually using that way. We played it. We did yeah, played that one? We now? did. That was <laughs> the
0: one that I said, uh, he's like a, my Uncle Louie sitting in the Tim Hortons
2: having a coffee talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah. All> right. <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds right. I, I just, like, I don't know why it's such a big deal to set the put in the other goalie. It's not. If you're, listen, the Leafs are going to play well enough defensively that they've shown this year that they're a better defensive unit. They have great—it's not going to come down to one of the goalies, if you ask me. It's going to come down to the top guys against Tampa Bay, like it always oh. does. Listen, they got horrible <laughs> goaltending last year in the playoffs. Jack Campbell <laughs> was— as not horrible. All, yes, he was. What do you have, an 890 in the first round? He was terrible. And it's uh, like, guess what? They had terrible goaltending last year, and we they, they were a, the a whisper zone. away from beating them. Right? All so, right. It, anyways. Love
1: it.
0: I love it. Do you—yeah. Well, that's what you got to hope. Listen, no matter what Samsonov or Matt Murray do between now and the end of the season, they will not, they will not get the edge against Vasilevsky or Allmark. No. And honestly, right? the chances are both healthy in round can, one. Can, you, like can you close the gap? Can, can they close the gap enough where they, they can still be the second best goalie in the series and find a way to win? cuz that's what they're going to be asked to do. Yep. I
2: still find I still am holding out pumpkin hope for Allmark. I'm not fully convinced he's this. Okay. Vasilevsky, I know what he is. So, today, Allmark, I feel like has pumpkin potential still.
1: Today I wrote an article on Willie Nylander and the idea of Taking the puck across the front of the net, through the crease. Anytime you get a chance and you're on the wing, sticking out your leg, putting your shoulder down, taking it across the net, which Nylander has done this year.
0: On the three-on-three goal.
1: On the three-on-three goal, but I clipped like six, seven instances of him doing it throughout the the year this year where he hadn't, I don't think that was part of his game before, that like I'm bigger, I'm faster, I'm coming across the net. Um, That to me is going to be a big thing against like Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky because Tampa has big D. And Vasilevsky is a fantastic goaltender. And one of the best chances the Leafs have is to make his life hell. And so you got to think of it from the Leafs goalie perspective is can these guys make it easier on one of those guys? So it's not so important. But the Leafs actually to just sort of jump all around on this first in the NHL in inner slot shots under pressure, as in when people are on their backs, they're in going to the dangerous areas offensively, useful or useless.
0: I, I No, you, useful because you can see it.
1: it. It's more more so than it's been there in the past. Yeah. So they obviously have to take care of their own end to protect either one of these guys, but if they can make Vasilevsky's like hell or Allmark's hell at some point, they got a chance, man.
0: Boston.
2: It'll oh, lose, Sammy. it all lose. it all lose. And it's ridiculous.
1: They they won in Madison Square Garden on a back-to-back last night. Are you calling
0: it right now on January yes. 20th that Call. this is going to be um, a a race for first place in the Atlantic? What, what do you mean? Toronto and Boston. No. You're the Cinderella's going to strike midnight here and you're saying that the Leafs and Allmark, he just thinks
2: Allmark's Oh, All right, no no, it. I think I think the Bruins are an absolute wagon of the highest order. They're an incredible team. <laughs> yeah, but if, if but I do think if, that Omar, Omar listen, like he was the Buffalo goalie for a long time. Matthews kind of owns him. Like to me, there's a re- there's a pumpkin recipe with Omar. If there is a little pie, that means maybe that Boston stops winning
1: and the Leafs can close the gap. Well, no, but I I don't think they can win enough. The gap's already too big. Can I just say that the I li- Leafs, as constructed, there's no one in the lineup right now that makes me wince. That makes me go like, Ah, oh, Morgan. Like, how's that gonna work? Or you know, or Patan, or you're, you know, someone who's like, I like the look of their bottom six right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Didn't like Angle last night. McMahon comes in and changes the dynamic there.
1: He's, I'm, he's I'm, interesting for I'm, them.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. I see big. I see heavy. Gets I, on the puck quick. I don't know who he had earlier, early in the
1: game, but he came in and he thumped somebody. Yeah. And. He also created that chance for Angvall that Angval put off the inside of the post. What I like about
0: him too, is he, he can force other guys to go. Uh, he's, he's my teammate, but I'm competing against that guy for some minutes.
1: Yeah. That's interesting for sure. Like, Engvall, Aston, Reese,
0: yes. Hunt.
2: All of them.
1: Yeah. I don't believe in that
2: bottom six against Tampa. I'm in a bad mood, I guess, here today. But those guys, it's just. No. It's, just more, it's more. It got better. It's more of the same. But it boys. got better. It's, it, it, it's not more of the same. I'm thrilled. It, it's more of the same with the. Like, you're going to go into a playoff series again with Kerfoot, and Engvall and these guys yeah, in the bottom six. Yeah, you are. Oh, but it's God. also
0: Holmberg and yeah. McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I, mean I, the journeyman guys not, that I know. I, listen, we're, we're gotta talking get better about in the, the bottom six. We're talking about the best of a bad situation. That's what we're talking about. And it's not gonna magically get better here. You're not gonna magically go out and find a guy like uh his experience is Maroon or Corey Perry or Belmar. But can these guys come in and give you some. Youth and enthusiasm and energy. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe. I just want someone to go get in on the puck, go north, south, and buy time. Zach Aston-Reese, the Leafs' hit of the year last year. I don't know. Last night, I don't know who he hit, but he nailed somebody hard. Yeah, he so. did. And then uh, someone chased him around a little bit after that. Not really. No, just dis- disappointing amount of grease in that game.
1: Grease free. V- nothing. Vegan meal.
2: So Winnipeg tired a little bit. I thought in the second period. For the start, and I guess maybe halfway through, where they kind of give up the goals, I thought their play really dipped from the first. Shifley didn't look great, uh, got walked, and then turned it over on the power play to give Marner the. Not a big uh, Connor fan. Kyle Connor fan. No,
0: no.
4: I'll save, me? I'll save my thoughts on See, him.
2: <laughs>
1: by the way, what a shop icon of I shot by Connor though! the
2: bar. Yeah, he just, there's a couple times he looks I like saw a him.
1: couple guys used to hang out with Barry on. I saw him push,
0: <laughs> push a little snow. Oh yeah. A couple times.
1: Yeah. No, I'm. Connor's a great goal scorer. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, which means we're
0: coming back for Doug McLean. Oh boy. I have no idea where this show is going from here on. And we are also, Sammy, we're gonna take uh, some tweets, some YouTube uh, comments.
2: Texts at five ninety-five ninety on YouTube. Make sure you mention me so I'll read your uh, your comments. If you want to tweet me too, you can do that. But yeah, all right, there you go. And in the meantime, give us a thumbs up. We like. Thumbs yeah. up. How many you see?
1: Maybe I'll jump in
0: How many thumbs up, Sammy, do we have right now?
2: Uh, good question. 57. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm
0: calling for, like, 80 80? by the time we come back. All right. And a rating and review. No, I'm not. I'm just pushing my luck here.
1: All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: Mac, after the break, when we're back on Real Kipper and Born.
4: This is Real Kipper. Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590, the Van.
0: Just before going to break, I called out uh, all our YouTube uh, followers and wow! And I asked them to up our thumbs up. We're at fifty-seven, Sammy. Uh, Sammy's busy I'm doing stuff. 57, and I asked to. Oh. I, I asked to get to 80. We're like almost 150. Wow! What I underestimated YouTube. Yeah. I shouldn't ah. have done that. I apologize. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. See how Keeps popular we
1: are. That's what our our boss checks in every day and goes, oh, 80. I don't really you like who, him. 150. All right. You know,
0: in his heyday, probably would have had a few thumbs up, but probably more thumbs down. Is our next guest, Doug McLean. Former NHL president, GM, head coach, and lead analyst uh, for Sportsnet.
4: Ratings must be struggling. There, eh? you need me on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always on a Friday when we stop caring.
4: <laughs> just a so great good. way to send. Just a great way to send it off for the weekend.
0: That's right. You know? That's right. And uh, did you do your homework Having last night?
4: Focus, and I'm looking. I'm having trouble uh, focusing on watching. I got the stock market on here looking at the stocks and trying to focus on hockey. And I just looked, you know, I looked tonight. What about Pittsburgh and Ottawa tonight? How big a game is that for both those teams, especially Ottawa, if they want to get in and, and make some, you know, some subtle changes on some buying here for a change for this organization at the deadline?
0: Mike uh Matt Dub hey, Anyway, it's your show, it's your no, show. No, 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 no. You no, I'm I'm okay. We we've, we've got you for the next little while. We're not going anywhere anytime soon and you got to work for your um not money. What else do you work for? Uh
4: I'll accolades. Tell you what. I, accolades. I tell you what? My my pickleball game because of it's got to be the yoga that's changed my Athletic prowess because my golf game has gone to another level. <laughs> my pickleball has gone to another level. Like now I'm a feared in, in, in our uh, condo building here, I'm a feared pickleballer now in the, in the, uh, in the unit. Who, who did it's you play? Amazing.
0: Who did you tweet a picture of playing pickleball? Who was that? Who's that guy? Cause I thought it was a, an ad for the movie, uh, cocoon.
4: You didn't see, you didn't see the, you couldn't see what it says. Jill got me the t-shirt. We got myself the t-shirt and Gary, our friend from Connecticut, the t-shirt. And it says on top of it, professional dinkers. And in case you're not aware, dinking is when you play at right at the net and you go back and forth over the net, that's called dinking. So she got me this shirt, professional dinker.
0: Okay, we're going to get into Toronto. We promise everybody. um Don't change I, I, the I got nowhere nowhere to go after your uh, your your dinking comment but before that Ottawa Matt Dumba he's been linked to Ottawa healthy scratch the other day do you really buy that Ottawa where they're sitting in the standings would make a move like that
4: well you know what it, it you, i guess you look at Ottawa and you say When's the last time they had a a playoff appearance, a playoff run? It's really, I'm sure it's got to be weighing on them there. When is the right time to pull the trigger here to try to get them in the playoffs and do some damage once they get in there? You like their team. You like their young group. Uh, They paid their young guys a lot. They brought in, you know, we've talked about Debrinket. They brought these guys in. This is, to me... They've got to make the play. They're not like the Leafs anymore. You know the Leafs when they're trying to get in after being so dreadful. I mean, this is this is big for Ottawa to try and get in. But when is the right time to pull the trigger to bring in a Dumba and pay a big price for them? You know, they've got assets they can move, and there's no doubt about that. But when is the right time? And I, I think it's, you know, they've got to look if they can win tonight against Pittsburgh and, and get closer. But this is a grind to get in. Them and Florida are in a dogfight. To get into the playoffs along with a couple of other teams I mean Buffalo's still in the mix here as well so you know it, that's the challenge when do you do that and Dorian to me you know, he, you know, he's had a great summer. He walked. Around, I mean, you could hear, he could hurt. He had to buy all new clothes because his chest was puffed out so far. With all these moves <laughs> the summer. So now it's it's pressure to get in. You know, so you know, and DJ needs a playoff performance. So I, I just uh, I'm hoping they're going to get in, but I don't know if they can. And I don't know, you know. I mean, over the next few weeks, they got to make a big decision.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Deb can help him out uh, who helps get you guys uh, get Deb
1: Berman to set him up
0: for sure. What, so
1: what, what's the deal with the Ottawa's got to get in the playoffs? We're talking about this there. Eight points out of playoffs right now. Uh, they got eight teams to get over six teams or whatever it oh, is. No. Is this Doug? Is this Seriously. about like trying to sell the hockey team or is it about trying to win games?
4: You know what it's about? It's about. Saving your job, and as great a job as Pierre Dorian did, he's got new ownership coming in. I mean, if if you make if you make the plows, that's then it's a no brainer. He he probably gets to keep his job, but it's hard to believe that his job is probably on the line with new ownership coming in because lots of times they like to bring their own hockey people in, or at least top the top of the food chain hockey guys in. So. You know, I don't want to see anybody lose their job, but you know, this is this is there's a lot of pressure in Ottawa to get in, and they I like a lot of things they did, and and uh, they but you know what we've talked all year they've been looking for a defenseman for four and five months or in all last summer to fit with their group. So I don't know when you know, but to bring in a non-restricted free agent, is, you know, I don't know that that's the move they per- should be making. We're talking. about I don't Dumba, but
0: anyway, we'll see. Okay, can I go now? Sure. We're, we're sure. talking to Doug McLean, former NHL president, GM, and head coach and top uh, dink uh, over 70 in the uh, elite Florida League. Dinker. Dinker, dink- sorry. Dinker. Yeah, yeah. Mac, we saw, we saw Samsonov come in uh, uh, in relief against the Florida Panthers, do a heck of a job, heck of a job last night against Winnipeg, starting against Montreal is is there time now in the back half to groom this guy to get ready to face Tampa Bay Lightning?
4: Wow, that's, you know, I, I saw it somewhere that, you know, he's really good at home and Murray's really good on the road, and that's not something you like going into the playoffs. I mean, it's nice, it's great, but you you want your number one guy, whoever that is, to be hundred percent ready to play in the past because you're going against maybe the best goaltender in the NHL and maybe the best shutdown defenseman. I was watching Matthews last night and marveling at his play and, and how great he was. And all I could keep thinking, Ken Hedman and the goaltending in Tampa handle Matthews when he's on top of his game. That's, that's the million dollar question. Um, the goaltending is going to be unbelievably important. It's great to see off playing so well right now. He's had his ups and downs. Matt, uh, Murray's had his ups and downs, but they both have had good years. So it's a really tough nut in the top six are even with them in Tampa. Hedman is the wild card and the goaltending is a wild card. Can they handle and overcome that? That's, that's the way I see it. And you know, Tampa is going to make a deal. They're going to make a deal like the Hagel deal they did last year. Turns out to be a great deal for Tampa Bay, and, and I'll tell you why quickly. They pick up Hagel, they give up two first-round picks. You know what they're thinking was? Okay, we give up two first-round picks that we think will be 28 to 32 in the draft. Okay, so they're really closer to second-round picks. And you get a guy that can play in your top six and your top nine for sure, for one and a half million dollars, which is unbelievably critical, so that to me is great cap management. When you're moving out picks and you're bringing in a guy that is at a million and a half, cap friendly, and this is a team, in my opinion, has a three-year window. I thought it was a brilliant move as you watch Hegel play in cap management. Yeah. So giving up the picks, but they got a cheap guy to play in their top six and nine. So to me. You know, what are they going to do with the deadline when they really believe They've got a through window. They're going to be aggressive. I think, I think they will.
1: Yeah. It's, it's almost so like Toronto, you use those picks cause it's like an entry level contract in terms of cost.
4: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, I mean, you know, when you analyze it that way, you say, Oh, it's a pretty good move. I mean, if you had to pay him three and a half, it's not a good move. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at a million and a half, it's a real good move. So, you, you know, when you break it down that way, it, it makes a lot of sense. So, what happens, you know, it, this is going to be a phenomenal matchup. And I, I'm, I'm, am I picking Tronor to win? I, I sort of am, but, geez. Home ice is critical, but, you know, there's a lot of ifs. All right, well,
1: uh, let me take you across the continent then to the Vancouver situation. We have to get your thoughts on what's going on here. You've been in every role, coach, president, GM. Right now, it's just such a mess. And poor Bruce Boudreaux is out there damn near in tears in an interview today. What is Jim Rutherford doing? What are the Canucks doing in Vancouver?
4: It reminds me when I was close to getting fired in, in Columbus, you know, and I... This uh, my uh, executive assistant brings in a an envelope and and I I say what's this? She said well, just come in in the mail and I looked and it was from Craig Patrick and uh, he was applying for my job. Come on, it was his, his resume. Stop his it resume <laughs> for, for the ownership and I'm. So I'm thinking of Bruce I'm thinking, oh, well, poor Craig. I mean, not, Craig's a friend of mine, but he wanted a job. And, you know, I guess he thought I was getting fired and he was applying for my job. Look, I don't like the fact that Jimmy threw uh, Bruce under the bus a year ago. Uh, no structure. And, you know, I, I didn't like it then. And I like it less. When's the last time a GM has ever said, well, yeah, I've talked to some people about the coaching job. I mean, if you do, you sure don't say it. Right. You know, to a media group. <laughs> And I'm thinking, you know what? And and Bruce is hearing every bit of this. Bruce, whether you think he's a good coach or great coach, nobody deserves to be treated that way. I'm sorry, uh, and I, I just don't like it. And you know, they're joking on TNT with Talk last night. Talk and saying, "Oh, you're still here. You're still here." We all everybody knows he had to give 30 days' notice at TNT. You know, so what's really going on here? You know. And I like Rick Tockett, but his resume certainly doesn't jump out at me as being a savior for the Vancouver Canucks. You know, as I said the other day, Thatcher Demko has won three games this year, and he's got a save percentage in the 800s. And so all three other goaltenders are under 900 save percentage. Talk about coaching. What about the goaltending? Other problems they have so i i didn't really like it and I, and I and i like jimmy rutherford i like him he's a friend of mine but oh man i, I just don't get what's what's going on there it's just it, it's it's bizarre
0: we've we've known jimmy anyway. mac we've known jimmy for a long time and yeah he's one of the more personable guys you talk to and you know he'll give you the time of day and he's he's built up this um this reputation uh for being one of the good guys here does this does this hurt him in terms of his you know his legacy and the in the way we'll remember him
4: well i i look jimmy's a hall of famer he's won cups uh you know he he went into pittsburgh and made some pretty solid moves but he, he did have uh he did have crosby and malkin and latang and and on and on and on there so I, look, Jimmy's a good man, and he's a, you know it's just that the pressure in Vancouver yeah, is over maybe. the top. I've never seen a market. I've never seen a market that gets scrutinized like Vancouver does. It, it is unbelievable. But he's different this than is Toronto. Team, well, it's it, it's it's vicious. It's a vi- Toronto Agreed. have got great fans that support. This is a tough, tough market, and this is a team that go to the final four with Travis Green. And then they give away Markstrom for nothing, Tanev, Edler, Tafoli. I mean, come on. Well, you know, well, look what they gave away. And all of a sudden, they're wondering why they're not as good. They signed T.J. Miller to their deal, and now they don't have the money to sign Horvat, who's one to me.
0: God, he was going
4: so brave to heaven uh, your organization, back.
0: you know? You okay? Anyway. Can you just I'm great. pick either – be in the in the hot tub or out, but every time you jump in and out of it, uh, we I, lose you.
4: I said that I said to Jill, I, I may have to come out on the patio to do this interview. And she's trying to read out there. And she said, if you come out and talk on this patio because you don't have good service in your den, you're in big trouble. So <laughs> you got to take what I can give. Can you, you put Jill I'm on? We'll just have
1: there. Jill on for a segment. You know,
0: <laughs> it seems Mac. When when we first started talking about teams tanking, it would be like, "No, yeah, we've got too much pride, and we're you're not supposed to do that." And then as the years went by, it became more acceptable, and to the point where now we uh, teams even admit it almost. Yeah. You know, and I just don't understand for one second at this point of the season for Vancouver. Again, to your point a little bit. Why race out there and hire Rick Tockett next week? Why just not bring in maybe Mike Yo to f- clean it up and revisit everything in the summer?
4: I agree 100%. And I don't want to see a guy like Rick not get a job, but why? When, when you've got Connor Bedard, a Vancouver guy who really wants to play for the Vancouver Canucks sitting out there, and as Jimmy said, you know they said, why aren't you tanking? He said, well, I thought we were tanking. I mean, we've got 10 teams in the NHL that are having meetings every day about tanking. <laughs> 10 teams. Why have not we had 10 teams saying, oh, we should tank? Like, come on. This is the new NHL. Uh, let's tank. You know, let's tank. It's, it's mind-boggling to me, but that's what, that's, what, that's what the NHL is now. It's so- uh, tank to improve, I guess.
1: Yeah, I know. Now, if you're not trying to lose, people are like, aren't you trying to win? You know, it's, it's almost gone yeah. completely backwards. You know, I guess, well, you know, when I look at the Vancouver situation, though, Aquilini stands out so much to me as, like, what has his involvement been? How much has Jim Rutherford been hamstrung by, you know, not being able to make the decisions he wants to make when he wants to make them? Has he been trying to embarrass the owner into getting to fire the guy so we can hire a coach?
4: I don't I don't think Aquilini would say one word to Jim Rutherford. I, I really believe that there's not a snowball's chance you bring Jimmy Rutherford in, who's won three Stanley Cups as an owner, and you stand over him. You know, I I don't get that. I I I was shaking my head when he had Lin uh, you know Linden there as a great Canuck, and he put the run to him. Like, come on, what 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 was the thinking there even then when that happened? So, it's, I would hope Aquilini has learned to keep his hands out of the out of the hockey side when he's got a guy as experienced as Jimmy there, I, I I don't think he's I don't think he's saying anything to Jimmy right now except we got to win some we we got to fix this. That's what he's probably saying. I don't think he's telling Jimmy what to do. Not a snowball's chance he is.
0: Do I dare ask you about Columbus?
4: Well, you know what they, they were, the headline in Columbus say was. You know, we're in 32nd place. We're ahead of we're we're ahead of Anaheim. You know, like I mean, they're winning because they're in 32nd place. Oh my God! But the same thing. Look at look at Columbus, guys. We just talked about Vancouver. What about Columbus? They, they have that great playoff run. Dubois, a horse for them. Panarin, Jones, Atkinson, Foligno, Anderson, Sabard, all those guys left columbus after that run shortly after over over a period of time and now you know to me those guys were pretty good players and have all gone did i mention panarin didn't i yeah i mean look
0: well they went inside now they got johnny goudreau i mean they paid a pretty heavy price for what was thought to be the
4: top winger in the league and, and a playmaker. And so, tell me this: You're, you guys are the geniuses. I'm just like a, a guest. Linee's got one power play goal this year. Is that true? One power play goal this year. Patrick liney has got. Look it up, Sammy. Playing with Goudreau.
0: Let's tell him he's wrong. That's crazy. That's not very good, okay. Doug. You you think? Yeah. You think you could see changes there? Big changes?
4: Well, I, there's got to be a lot. I mean. A fan wrote in, I just saw it on Twitter this morning, a fan uh, wrote in and said that listed all the reasons, you know, injuries, travel, schedule, Doug McLean. Those are all <laughs> the reasons why they're struggling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got one of them, like right? Years.
4: <laughs> haven't I been gone 10 years? I'm still one of the reasons they're in trouble. <laughs> I think it's 10 years, I don't know. Anyway, so hopefully, look, I'd love to see, I, I I mean, I'm praying that Bedard gets, you know, that Columbus get, you know, Bedard and it, you know, it helps get them going again, you know? I mean, anyway, you know, it's a tough business, man.
0: If I find out there's a resume of yours on someone's desk in Vancouver, you're in
1: big trouble,
4: big trouble.
1: Our resume's here on our boss's desk. Hey,
4: there's, there's, yeah, there's no resumes of mine going out. I'll tell you, that. I, I'm an author. now, I'm a full-time author now.
0: You, you don't want to come back uh, to Sportsnet?
4: are you serious <laughs> when i
1: get Just up bracing myself for impact up, on that
4: you know you know as you as you get you know as you get older you have prostate issues and you have to get up in the middle of the night and I use the bathroom and so I'm, I'm i'm up using the bathroom at 4:30 in the morning there a couple of weeks ago and i'm and i'm thinking to myself as i'm standing there i'm thinking 3 years ago i would have been up Waiting now for my Uber to go to the <laughs> Toronto Airport so I could fly, fly to Toronto to help Kiprios look good. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good.
0: <laughs> I don't even know where to go anyway. after that. Okay, so just keep your resume to yourself then. That's fine. <laughs>
4: exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, listen. You know, say... Happy birthday to Grapes. By the way, happy birthday to Grapes. 88th birthday. That was. Uh, wow. The, the legend Don Cherry turns 88 today, I believe.
0: You know? Make a cake. <laughs> anyway. You yeah. don't even know my birthday. That's brutal.
4: No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but anyway. All right. I'm like uh, grapes. I don't want to have any more.
0: What, what, uh, pickleball at uh, 5 o'clock?
4: What's no, up? I had a, I had a big match today, and, and this guy that's a super – he's like I told you, I'm becoming a threat here, but this guy that, that beat us this morning, he's 78, so – I got to continue to work on my game, you know, but it's coming. It's, it's improving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, go away.
1: Good luck with all that dinking out there, Doug. Yeah, you dinker.
4: Take care, guys. You're doing a great job. I love listening to you when I'm on. Yeah, yeah. see you later. <laughs> when
1: I'm on.
4: <laughs> Take care.
1: See ya, Doug McLean. Uh, that's a great line. Uh, Look at this God. picture you got when I Googled your birthday. This is what they've chosen for yeah, you on the internet. Know. By the way, Nick, curious people also search for me, Doug, Jeff Merrick. All right. All right. I don't know how you feel about that. Is it but. the is it the golf photo? No, it's him. I don't know, looking like he's half asleep on the. Oh yeah, that one. Handsome, I, but I, I, I
0: have it. picked up the vibe that it's kind of dissipating a little bit. But there there is a time when you two can look at me and get a little nervous about about something I might say.
1: Oh yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: But you get one every Friday when he comes <laughs> yeah. on this show, and this I see is... it. I see it every Friday yeah. around three forty-five. It's like, and and Sammy, you know Sammy. Sammy's like, just please, nobody get us fired from this show, please,
2: just, <laughs> well, just. I, I need this job.
1: I like to flip up the table and hide behind it when Doug. When gone. you
2: when you said that, think about his four and then he went. Quiet Deep for that breath. I was like Oh boy I was <laughs> Borny said it best I was bracing for impact too I was like Oh God <laughs> Hold on baby Um. God that was funny today Holy Anything you want to pick guys. up on uh, no. Vancouver Or we'll do yeah. that after the break
1: I do think we need more time Let's do that after uh, Maxime Okay we got
0: Maxime Lapierre Lapierre ponche, ponche bleu Ponche bleu, ponche bleu. <laughs> Don't say it like that We have okay. <laughs> I don't know How do I say it La <laughs> ponche bleu okay.
2: Le Ponche Bleu.
0: The you blue punch. Like there you go. You're good. Habs rebuild. Marty St. Louis, Slavowski, Cole Caulfield not going to the All Star game. Yeah. What's he got? 27?
2: Yeah, the Oh, yeah. The league definitely wants him over there. Quiet. David Pasternak and, and Austin Matthews. Yeah, I'm sure they'd rather have Cole Caulfield. How many goals does he have? 27? Uh, who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the lack of re- Montreal Canadian respect out of Sammy uh, right there. Well, wouldn't expect any different. Yeah, Maxime to talk about Sammy after the break. You're watching, listening. Real Kipper and Born on Off the Rails Friday. This is Real
4: Kipper and Born
0: on Sportsnet 590. The fan. Montreal Canadiens. Let's welcome in. Maxime Lapierre, who does some tremendous work covering the Montreal Canadiens on La Poche Bleue. Did I say that correctly?
1: Let's go to Maxime on that.
0: Maxime? Sammy? (laughs) Where's
1: our guest?
5: Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. <laughs> how are you, buddy? I, I was too impressed by your friends right now with the La Paz Blur. So oh, I, just
0: but I, I, I thought I said it so bad that you said, I can't do
5: this show. <laughs> that was actually great. Good job.
0: <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Uh, how are things going for you covering the team and the overall vibe of the Montreal Canadian season?
5: Uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's been a really good start for us, for the team. I mean, we were uh, surprised a little bit with the young guys we had and a few injuries. And it's really the first season without Carey Price, like being the center of attention. And we we, we lost a few veterans and all that. So I think we've been impressed, especially by our young D core. But uh, now we're really seeing the team they were supposed to be. And I mean, we were expecting a tough season and it is a tough season, but at, at least for the first time in a lot of years, we're seeing a bright future.
1: And what are some of the bright spots that you see? Cause you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, any part of a rebuild involves a little bit of losing, I guess maybe that would be part of the bright spots is a high draft pick coming.
5: Yeah. Uh, we've definitely mentioned Connor Bedard a few times uh, here <laughs> in, in town, but, uh, uh, you know the the focus is on this guy a lot, but there's so many good players coming in the in the next draft. So I think the the Canadians with the, all the young guys they already have, uh, it's a really important year when you're talking about the draft. And uh, hopefully they I don't want to say they keep losing, but they keep sticking to the plan because still uh, uh, when the, the the first time Gorton and Kent Hughes, they came in town, they were talking about. Uh, respecting a plan of developing players and be patient and I, I think that's what they're doing and it's uh it's a really tough market to do that to be honest guys because it's easy to critic the team and just saying we cannot afford to lose again but this year i feel like uh Kent just did this uh half season uh, commentary the uh, this week and they they don't show anything they don't show sign that they're going to change direction and that's I respect that because the reality is since 93, when we won the cup, we never had a team that's an actual real contender to win the Stanley cup.
0: And is there a sense that the Montreal Canadian fans are on board? They're not used to this in other markets. They are, but to actually tell you that we're not contending, there are no Stanley cups in the near future and you're just going to have to be patient is there a feeling like this could go for two or three years before it kicks back in or the sense is that, uh, you know, the fans would like to see them maybe as early as next year play meaningful games? I don't know what that means. Maybe even knocking yeah. on the door of the playoffs.
5: Yeah, uh, that's a good point. And I think starting next year from the feeling I have anyway in the city, I think starting next year, we, we need to see a, a big step in the right direction whatever it's signing a, a good free agent a young free agent hopefully to uh, to to respect the the plan we have but uh, yeah we we all know the fans here in Montreal they're passionate i think this year they understand as long as the guys are working on the ice and they, they don't quit they don't i think they didn't like that little sequence where we were losing games 6-1 5-nothing and 7-2 but now, if the, if the teams compete and Cole Caulfield scores a goal once in a while, I think everybody's happy in town, and that, that's all we need. But I think in September, uh, they're going to expect changes, and part of those changes are the, the veterans are not playing really well right now for a few years in Montreal, and they, they want these guys out of the team, and they're going to have to trade them or get rid of them.
1: Well, I expect the Montreal Canadiens fans would be okay with a win on Saturday night against uh, the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs, even uh, even if the plan is to you know get a high draft pick. What, what are your thoughts on the Leafs and what they've got going on this year? Do they look any different than uh, the team that has given disappointing results in the playoffs the past six years?
5: Well, you know what? I feel like this year they they face adversity early in the season, and I think it's a good thing for them because uh, obviously every every season you face a little challenge, but. I felt like this year they really had a chance at the beginning of the year to get rid of whatever players or coaches or the GM and just change something because people were panicking a little bit. Anyway, that's the feeling I had from Montreal. And they they stayed patient. And I think that's a good thing. Now the team is probably top five teams in the NHL. I think they they have a legit chance to, to win a Stanley Cup. They're a great team, but uh, at the same time, looking at the standings, they're probably going to face uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning again this year in the first round. And I think that's their biggest challenge because they're going to make the playoffs. They have a good team. Hopefully, they've learned from that in the past. And uh, I'm, it, it's a good thing, too, looking at the on the other side, the team like, like the Lightning. That, that's what they did, right? They, they were patient. They kept the coach when they lost after uh, they lost in four against Columbus in the playoffs. And it was a big turning point for them as an organization. I have a feeling, uh, well, people in Montreal are not going to like that, but I have a feeling this year might be the year for the the Leafs to to at least win the first round.
0: You know, Max, you you played enough uh, games against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, and to know that uh, no matter what, no matter where they sit in the standings, and that means either side, there is always something a little special. Uh, The few times that I got to experience it, for me, it was always coming down the elevator to the hotel lobby. And you you walk into like hundreds of people, and it almost felt like a like a like a mini Grey Cup weekend or something. Yeah, in Montreal. Sorry, yeah. You know, and uh, I I assume no matter the feeling tomorrow night for the guys would would be the same, especially on the Montreal side. That uh, yeah, it may be a tough year, but you know this could be one of those wins that we remember.
5: Yeah, I think those are definitely the little victories that you want to have during the season. And it's, uh, I think it's great for hockey, and you're so right. Every time there's a big game, and whatever it's in Montreal or Toronto, you feel like everybody just took their car and drove either to Toronto or Montreal to support their team, and it's it's basically like you forget the season. You just think about the history of the two teams, and you, you don't even care about the standings. You don't care who scored the goals. It's just about Shirping your friends from Toronto, or getting shirped by your friends uh, in Montreal, and it's uh, those are great matchups. And at the same time, this year I feel for young guys, whatever it's Suzuki or Caulfield, it's 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 great to see guys uh, in Toronto the way uh, they, they change over the years. You look at a guy like Marner, Matthews, even Milander. Uh, I think they got so much better if you compare it to three years ago and it's uh it's a good way or a good place to look at for for young guys the young guys we have in montreal because we we forget that they're great hockey players uh in toronto it's not because they didn't win the first round and in, in the playoffs that they're bad hockey players and just the way they skate the way they handle the puck they're more physical i think more responsible defensively and there's definitely a, a lesson to be learned from from those players
1: what have you made of the evolution of Cole Caulfield this season? Guys putting the pucks in the net at an extremely high rate. And, and with that, what do you expect a, a next contract to look like for him?
5: Yeah, uh, he definitely took a big step this year. I mean, last two years when he came uh, with the team, he was basically all, always waiting to receive a pass or to, to just get a free, a free scoring chance. And now I feel like he's working hard for them. Uh, his skating really got way better. He's way stronger on his skates. I think he's he always been really agile on the ice, but now I feel like he's stronger when he goes on the forecheck, and he, he definitely learned a lot from uh, Marty St. Louis about all you have to, to behave on the ice, even if you're a star player, and uh, he's just going to get better from that. Now the 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 contract talk, obviously, that's the, the hot topic in town right now. Uh, I had a discussion with my, my good buddy here, Guillaume Latandres, about that. We we think he's definitely gonna ask for more money than Nick Suzuki if, if he's on a pace to score fifty goals. I mean, scoring fifty goals in the NHL, you, you basically compare your guy your your contract to maybe five, six, seven guys in the NHL. Like it's rare to have a goal scorer like that. So I would say the the minimum he's gonna accept is eight million a year for sure. I don't know about the the length of the contract but if if i were him i would i would definitely not accept less money than that
0: max i had heard about six weeks ago that they were really pushing that nick's our captain he's at seven eight it's not it's not a good look if you pass him we need you around seven and a half
5: <laughs> yeah that's gonna be a tough call and i i feel like the longer they're going to wait, I, f- I feel it's gonna, it might become a problem because if you keep scoring that way and you're, you're talking about your contract and you're at 40 goal at one point with maybe 15 games left, what, what are you going to do? You, right. you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to accept that if you're called Caulfield's agent, at least. I, don't, I might be wrong, but if you're a 50-goal scorer or a 45-goal scorer in the NHL, and let's not forget Nick Suzuki signed this contract where when we had issues with the, with the cap and all that, and I feel like now it's it got a way better after the pandemic and all that, and the, the, the cap is going to go up in the next few years. So I, I'm saying no way he's going to accept the same contract than Nick Suzuki.
0: Wow. yeah, That's interesting stuff here.
1: It is the you know the, another guy there who gets a lot of attention and justifiably so right now is Arbor Jackey. Would you say has he been the most pleasant surprise this season as a, a real contributor?
5: Hundred yeah. percent. I feel like the emotion he brings to the to the ring. Fans love him. It's, and you know what? Like we all talk about the great story about the guy that worked at Costco and can fight anybody in the league. But the the reality is, he's a great hockey player. Like he skates well. He, de- he defends well. He's yeah. got a good shot even played on the second uh, power play unit here. So uh, he's a, he's a really nice project and he's still very young being 21 years old. I think, I think he's going to be uh, the glue for this team in the future. You know, you always have your captain, your leadership group, but there's always that funny guy that does everything for his team. And uh, every time he talks in the, uh, in the dressing room, everybody respects him. I think that's, uh, that's Arbor Jackar for us. He's, uh, he's going to be a very, very important piece in the, being part of that, that core unit right now, we have Suzuki Caulfield, Kirby Doc, that's playing really well lately. Gouley, I think Gouley has a he's a type of a captain, you know, like he came maybe later than Suzuki. But if you look at the team, Suzuki is a captain, but Gouley might as, be, as well be a captain in the NHL one day. So uh, things are looking great, guys. I think our D Corps, I think our forwards, we're going to need at one point other veterans to come in, like younger veterans to come help this team but with uh, with all the prospect i think we the, the the future is bright
0: wow and just again on on jackie 21 years old calling out Gudas, who's 32 and probably got close to what 400 or 700 hockey games for not <laughs> fighting i'm i'm like i love this guy
5: <laughs> i don't know if you you guys watch all the games but <laughs> I think he would like to fight three times a night. That's uh, that's. His... <laughs> They're probably probably holding him back in the in the dressing room or something because he wants to fight every every hit or every time somebody touches his teammates. He's right there and the, uh, and you know what? This guy, I think he's uh, he's enjo- enjoying the the chance he has to play in the NHL. Didn't get drafted, junior didn't get drafted in the NHL. I think that's his way to say thank you for giving me a chance, and he's uh, he's always gonna. Act that way uh, towards the, the Canadians organization just because they gave him a first chance.
0: Max, one more for me, and still on the topic of the Montreal and their future. Winnipeg played here last night. Prior to that, they were in Montreal, and I had heard the buzz from the players after the game on Pierre Luc Dubois ending up being in Montreal was off the charts. What are you hearing?
5: <laughs> uh, obviously, I feel like there's a uh there's interest the, definitely guys. is a, he's a good player. He's a big, big player, lots of skills. Uh, there's always rumors. Uh, uh, but I, I personally think both, both sides are interested. I would, I would not be surprised. I mean, uh, being from here, most of the guys they want to come back home at one point in their career. I think you would be right there helping, uh, helping that team right now is, He's doing great in Winnipeg. I think he wants to win a Stanley Cup there because they feel like they have the team to to compete all the way this year, and they have a they have a great team. So, uh, but he's a restricted free agent. That's uh, that's my only concern for for the next year, right? Is uh, uh, at the end of the day, Winnipeg has control on the situation yeah. for at least the, the, the next year. So I'm not I'm not getting excited for now, but obviously I would love to see him in the. In a Canadian's, uh uniform at one point.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is really geared towards uh, July of 2024. You're right. He's got one more year, but could easily sign a one year uh, contract that will get him uh, to unrestricted free agency a year from this July. Hey, Max, really appreciate your time for doing this, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for playing along.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Max. Bye, bye,
0: Pierre, former NHLer,
1: and the podcast is La Pache Bleu. Let me just say, on Radko Gudis, because our boy Sammy's been on Goodis. I got Gudis with 35 NHL fights over 10 seasons. He fights about once every 18 games. He's got fights against DeLaurier, Austin Watson. I mean... It's not a bad fight card. Yeah, Pizzetta. I mean, listen, there's some middleweights on the card too, but there's some heavyweights on the card. So, mm. you know, calling this guy a chicken or whatever. I uh, guess,
2: I guess uh, Zach Gaston-Reach was just too much for him
1: to handle. <laughs> Well, I think it was a strategic game situation. Oh, you seen him dive in last night? Do we have Jack Eye or no? No, I, he...
2: I have the clip. I had the quote if you want me to read yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's immediately available. Otherwise... I have it right in front of me, Go right for this it. very second.
2: Uh, this is Jack Eye on him not answering the bell. He never does. I don't know what's up with that guy. He'll be taking runs at guys' knees all game. He does play hard. I'll give it to him. But at some point, you've got to show that you're going to be able to do that. So he,
1: basically he just said what I said. I will say this about Goudis. Six feet tall. He's not a huge guy. And his fight card does include Danny Gord, JT Miller. Uh, you know, some guys that are pretty middle-sized. Kyle Paul, Mary Ryan Dezingle. You know, so he's, I'll call him a middleweight who's one, not afraid to once in a while tangle the heavies. Okay. I think picking
0: spots has been around our game for a very long time. Sure. And... Not Many guys
1: willing to fight anyone anytime, but
0: but there are times when you just have to step up. I did not watch the game, so I can't specifically speak of it like I could a lot easier right. with Aston Reese and him, uh, Tuesday night, yeah. But I get what um, Jack Eye's talking about that here I am, I'm 21. And I've watched Ty and a few others of the heavyweight, and just know that there is <laughs> there, there's a. I'm not going to say there's a torch to be passed, yeah. but when there is a young and up and coming challenger, and the circumstances call for it, you can't duck it.
2: You can't. Jacky's got eight fights this year in 40 games.
1: Like, I think you can't <laughs> duck it, but I'm sure. Gudis didn't want to fight him at all. Oh God, no! Well, Jack, guys, six two, one ninety five, he's to But he's a,
0: he's a. You want to play hard like tough. that, though? Yeah, I know. You know, still at your thirty two, and if if you are at that point where it is kind of iffy if you're going to take my knees out or not, man, you want to go down that path. I I wish there was more guys like. Jack Eye in the league. Jackai's a great To be great in find a position to just have to ha- to hold an accountability for your actions. That's yeah. all.
1: Love Max's point that he's a useful guy too. Like they, he plays like with a power play for them. Where like, like free agent? I don't even know. Where did this guy come from? No, I think he was a Costco. free agent. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> he was Yeah. His agent's Dave Sir, Kirkland. Packing <laughs> boxes at Costco. <laughs> That's pretty good.
2: Um, yeah. What I someone texted like. and said Arbor Jack guy is the best thing to come out of Costco since what?
1: Uh, oh, this a is,
2: 64-inch screen.
0: Oh, you at, can get a bargoon or... For 700 bucks. <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
2: laughs> I actually think my last TV was from Costco. I now follow this Instagram account called Costco Finds. <laughs> <laughs> and they just are
1: posting like all the great deals oh, at Costco. I gotta, I gotta, you gotta get on that. Shack Eye's yeah. the Kirkland of hockey players. <laughs> That's compliment. I listen. I'm full Kirkland dad now. All right, Kirkland wedges. Now, oh, is there? Um, are you guys
0: okay if if Caulfield turns around and says, uh, "Yeah." I'm making it eight and a half next year and you know what, Kipper, Suzuki's you at 7.78. You and all
1: your people with setting this standard, oh, he can't earn more than this guy can. Yes, he I'm can. I'm not saying he can't. But it's a thing in hockey that, oh, well, Brad Marchand, or sorry, you know, Patrice but, makes yeah, this, yeah. you can't more him. Why yeah, can't I? you got me wrong here. I'm not saying that you can't and
0: it'd be happy for him to do that. Okay. I'm just telling you what the Montreal Canadiens and the angle of having right. this internal cap to keep things under control and Just on top no of time that, though, that. There, there are egos involved here. Okay. So there is are. mine. So is mine. I know. But you're not in that room and you're not sucking up money that could go somewhere else yeah. if you don't hold a certain standard to make sure that you are worth the money that you paid for. That's the new dynamic of the NHL. Mm-hmm. My day, it's like, hey, good for get you. you get. Good for you. You got it. That's great. Now it's okay. You want to ask for that, but how does that affect me? Yeah. And how does it affect the team to win?
1: I just hate the idea that anyone on your team should set a bar. Like you look around the league. I am paid commensurate to people around the league. Just because a guy on my team is underpaid doesn't mean I also should be underpaid tough beans for him and his agent. And know. that's what
0: Max was yeah. basically saying yeah. is that, Does Cole Caulfield come in now with his agent and go, hold on for a second. The team sucked. You guys needed Suzuki to kind of prop uh, the fan base up. You gave him that. He took it. But now there's all this new money coming in. There's the TV money. There's the rink board ads. There's the streaming. And the cap's going up to $100 in the next five years. I'm not... I'm not dating my contract for, right. a, for, for uh, eight years at uh, eight million or seven and a all, half.
1: All Caulfield has done is score everywhere he's played. You know, if he scores 50 this year, no doubt in my mind, he scores 50 a couple more times over the, the next few years. Like he's, that's what he does. He's that guy. You are that guy, pal. You are that guy.
0: The system stinks.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the system of...
0: <laughs> the CBA stinks. Yeah. For so many reasons. It it gets the players to play off each other. It gets the fans pissed off because there's no trades and nobody can move. Yeah. And there's no... The owners are in the Cayman
1: Islands the, just, like, listening to everyone claw at home over the, nickels. The,
0: the system's clogged.
1: Yeah, it is. It's all jammed up. I know, 27 teams within $3 bucks of the cap or something, whatever the number was yesterday. No bueno. No bueno. Uh, Oilers beat the Lightning. What is that? Four in a row? Five in a row? Five in a row. The, the Oilers get Kane back, and all of a sudden they're a little feisty. They win a lot of games. Zach Hyman on pace for forty goals, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, Hyman's like a top twenty I offense see that bothers you. Yeah. Does yeah,
2: does. But you see Maroon kicking people around last he night. He did. Uh, yeah, he roughed up double old double Connor. slewy last night. Got double. Derek Ryan with Dude. one, then he got Connor with one. Do you
0: think that uh, knowing what you know about Zach Hyman, that Kyle would love a do over to give Absolutely. him $5 million? I, think so. I said that
1: earlier this week. I, I think so. I always wanted to pay him. I wanted to pay him from day one. I just was a big, you know, like you looked at his offensive stats and I went, well, he's on a line with Matthews and Marner. Like, a, who wouldn't get points <laughs> there? Goes, I understand now his other yeah, line is yeah. very good. But you have to be really good to be the guy they put with really good players. Yes. And he's not disappointed in those roles. There's he's a, a guy who and play with them. The here, two co- three coaches have been
2: like, oh, this four, is good. four coaches, God, Babs. And he drives it to the net.
1: Oh, he's a force. He's so he, strong. He's a he dream power so play strong. guy. And a penalty kill On guy. his skates. He's a gym freak. He's one of those guys, too, that's just like 3% body fat. Well, and, his, and like,
2: in front worked? of the net, perfect guy on a power play and a perfect penalty. Like, a guy can play in all situations. Yeah. Should have paid him. God. And he writes children's books. But you, oh. had to, you had to keep Pierre and Kerfoot for sure. Those guys are definitely more important. You are in a pissy mood, eh? <laughs> I am a little pissy today. It's a little pissy. Uh, a little what else do we see? <laughs> Maroon uh, apologized to Kane and warm up? Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't care. About and then he, goes around, <laughs> then, he, then he goes around and starts slewing everybody. He really felt bad about it. I don't know, He's th- such a dirtbag. Yeah, I love it. a bit of an God, Instagram
0: moment.
1: What's that, that one?
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: A million times you can go and say something, text them, see them under the, uh, between dressing rooms, two hours before.
3: 100%. Yeah, let's right,
0: just yeah, get a little Instagram moment.
1: I like it. I like that take. <laughs> 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 it's a very good take. Everyone is very able to contact each other outside <laughs> of warm-ups. So do we want to
2: play these Bruce Boudreaux clips, or do we want to just do no, some live? We, we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. We
1: got to play them. We do. So Chris Foudreau is clips. a cute golden retriever puppy that the Canucks are just punting around the office.
2: So do you want to go in order of the clips from the scrum today? We'll play. We'll play the first one. He gets asked about his his job security. Do you guys want to hear this clip? Mm, all right. All
6: right. Okay. We'll go. F- oh, clip I don't one. know yet. I really, you know, I mean, I'd be a fool not to say that I don't know what's going on. But uh, um, I just, like I said before, you come to work and uh, uh, you realize, you know how great the game is microphone
1: yeah i feel like people have not been left to do their job in that organization to just say you coach you manage i'll be the president feels like there's something else going on do would you like the second clip oh yeah okay second clip
6: well i didn't say anything today i mean uh um but I mean, there might be things said tomorrow. But, you know, I mean, they know. I mean, you know, it's a, there's a lot of media here. I mean, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, I've got my wife phoning me saying, "You're not on the ice. Is everything okay?" Not, like, I mean, so you guys are getting it out all over the the country. So it's, 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 uh, it's tough not to, to, to feel it. But I mean, you just look at it. you love it. You want to go do it. And so I mean, that's uh, that's the way I shut it out. And uh, is basically just you know. Just realizing how much you care about the game and the players. Oh boy!
1: <laughs> okay, can we finish this off before we, are we... last clip? Last clip. A little emotional just now. It wasn't mean to you to be head coach in this
6: I'll talk later.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Jesus! I you want to play some funeral clips? here?
2: I said, I said, do you want to do this? Who,
0: who, who asked that question, man? She went right to the heart. What's it mean? they probably always sent
2: coach. the CHCH news reporter down there to get the, the tough question.
1: Oh, God,
0: geez. Oh, that's a Roy Firestone like making your guest
1: cry moment right there. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And Bruce, felt, Bruce had a moment there.
0: He's human, and that's what you love about him—is he'll always give you that that human side. He's not not built to, you know, give you a standard answer. The guy will tell you how he feels. There's a quality about him that's so
1: likable. I need, like, them to let him go, John Cooper to pick him up as an assistant coach for a run to the cup, and Bruce gets to lift the cup this year. That's not happening.
2: No, okay. How about Toronto as an assistant coach, maybe?
1: Well, wasn't that a thing once upon a time? It was. Yeah, He was available as an assistant? Just feel like, you know, you
2: could...
0: he says it, but you can feel like what his wife is going through right now. Oh, it's absolutely awful. It's awful. horrible. It's it. What and they've done to Bruce is shameful. Just, it's just a lack of professional courtesy. That's all. We understand. Well it's a, we, we understand. It's a, a tough business, right? Yes. Anything is when you're dealing with the top of anything, broadcasting here. NHL. NFL Major League Baseball uh, Google Mike we get it we get it it's tough yeah but like, be a pro about it yeah. Listen, the way they're treating him is not professional courtesy
6: yeah
0: and Rick Tockett
1: is coming in I was like what are they gonna, trying to get Bruce to quit so they don't have to pay him like is that know. why they're making it so uncomfortable and weird come on please tell me that's not true uh, I mean at this point a, a, a sane pr- sorry a lot of people would quit in this circumstance and say, F you. You know, you're bringing someone in. You're interviewing people while I have the job. Then I'm out of here. But then you don't get paid, right? So.
0: Did you hear uh, Doug McClay make a comment about uh, a window that Rick Tockett needed to tell TNT?
1: I, that, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. That and caught my ear. He's like, everyone knows talking needs and 30 and days and to and tell TNT. And, and I was and like, no, oh, I didn't.
0: That's the second time I heard that there was something to do with his commitment really? to TNT that may have held this thing back. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's the second time you I would heard it. I think that any TV I,
1: deal Talk would have signed would have come with bingo. an out, you know, knowing that he's well, going to no, coach yeah, but again. The,
0: the, the out uh, 30 is 30 days. 30 days maybe.
1: Yeah. Right? Have they called you yet to fill a spot or what? You waiting on TNT? You're, I'm comfortable right here. Send send your resume. No. Well, talk still Not in the seat. Chance. Send a paper resume. I
0: don't. And I, I I wouldn't have gone on air if I was him. If I knew that they were going to do that to me, and... Uh, I wonder,
1: again, if that's contractual, you know, though. I don't know.
0: Some sort of- I just... Again, I just... It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's, it's just, just not... A- I don't think it's a, a good mess. look
2: from anyone's perspective. I think it's just a bad look all around. That Can we get some fun questions yeah, down? Yeah, all right, After Friday. listening to one of the most beloved coaches cry about getting fun... Anyways, yes. the Canucks have now made a coach cry. Has that happened before in the... Anyways. No, we've made people cry on this show. But. <laughs> I cry myself to sleep every night. Okay. This is interesting. This is from SJ in North York. He's a great texter. Texts us all the time with stuff. <laughs> said, given the Leafs' current plethora of depth of D, which we can quibble on, would you be okay with including Sandine or Lilligren in a package for the right player?
1: I've actually – I saw a version of this today. Someone said – Here's what I saw was a, you know, would you include Timothy Lilligren plus for Bo Horvat? And I was thinking to myself this morning, I'm not sure I would trade Timothy Lilligren for Bo Horvat. I don't think I would. Because Bo Horvat's contract's this up this year. Lilligren's cheap. He's sandin, not that, I is, but point. it's not, it really doesn't
0: have anything to do with the players. Bo Horvath, God, it has everything to do with what's the blue line going to
1: look like without Lilligren? Right. He's, and the answer is I can't do that. He's a right shot D, and otherwise it's Brody and Hall, now, and Brody's been injured. you proud. want to
0: talk about moving Sandine or Lilligren for Jacob Chikrin,
2: that's a conversation.
1: Sandine, in particular is a left shot. I was, was going to
2: say, would you guys, if you had to make the choice, like we've talked about with them choosing Lilligren over Dursey, if you had to choose between those two to deal, is it Sandine that you're
1: choosing? It's pretty crazy to say this. I am now Team yeah. Lilligren. So, yeah, yeah I, would, I would choose Sandine if one of them had to I'll, go. I'll, go. I'll, I'll it's keep a clean
0: sweep. I'll, I'll keep the right handed shot and I'll replace uh, Sandine with a package that would get me Jacob Chickren
2: at six, 4.6 for Dude. two more years. To me, that's a remarkable thing that all three of us completely agree. You know, it, at the that, start
1: of last year, I was not talking like that.
2: Agree. Its development's been huge, so yeah. there you
1: go. Um, Good question.
2: Let me see here. Uh, this is from Skywalker Vader. I guess he likes Star Wars on YouTube. What team has the best chance to beat the Boston Bruins in the playoffs? Is it the Carolina Hurricanes, question mark?
1: No. I- Who is it? I have a team like the Capitals... Tampa Bay obviously is beating a few good teams. I don't know. I, I just feel like the Bruins are experienced. They're, they're able to handle the size, whatever. I feel like you need, so it's not going to be some quick young. It's not going to be the devils to me. So someone has been there. Someone who's bigger and heavy. Tampa's big back in capitals, the Leafs. I don't know. Let's do the Leafs in for fun. I, I would say the Leafs. I,
0: I like Carolina.
2: Do you? Yeah, I like the blue line. With Freddie and that? Well,
0: that's the, yeah, I mean, but you're also saying with Matt Murray in that? With
2: yeah. I mean, listen, I think that's Samsonov probably, in that? probably a wash, to be honest. Like, I don't think Freddie Anderson's necessarily going to be any better than those they're, guys. They're, they're big to me. Boston. Carolina.
1: Carolina. Yeah. yeah. They're big. Rod Brindamore style. You know, they play a little bit f- physical. For yeah. me, the depth that, that Carolina has, they're one of the few teams that can go toe-to-toe in terms of depth. You go down their lineup and you get to Natchez and Aho. then it's Jarvis and Martin Nuke is a guy who's got 10 goals this year. And, you know, there's there are a lot of guys and who score down the lineup. Jordan Stahl. Just to follow Hockeniemi. up on uh,
0: Carolina, uh, Max Pacioretty comes back. Oh, and oh horrible. Blows out horrible. the same Achilles tendon.
1: Was that, that it? That he, I actually didn't hear what the actual. That's uh, the that's the impression that I had. He's played five games for them and has three goals. And he just well, you saw this non-contact, non-contact
2: injury. He grabs at his leg. That's horrible. Just awful.
0: If it is the same injury, I can only imagine what, like even a medical staff, or the guy that performed the surgery feels today. Oof.
1: Yeah. Like Should we have let him go?
0: Well, no. I mean, well, of course you yeah. let him go, and you gave him the clearance, and you're saying, "I've rebuilt this, and you rehabbed on it, and you're you're
1: going to be fine."
0: And then he's not fine. Yeah. I just, I, I would think it'd be just a sickening feeling.
1: Well, so he comes back on January 5th. He plays three games. He scores twice against Columbus. Scores once against New Jersey. Then he plays three minutes against Columbus. He I think he had a different injury. Comes back seven days later, one week later, against the Wild and leaves and blows out an Achilles again. So really sad. And for Carolina, one of those things that's like, that was supposed to put them over the top. That one extra guy, that one extra offensive punch in the big games. Devastating for them. And I understand for the player too, obviously. They they had
0: him, they had him, uh, like his his cap hits a seven, correct? Yeah. But what were they... uh... So what, if they're LTIR, the, what, can they spend actual, that money now? What was their actual uh salary on him? What were they actually paying him? Because Vegas picked up uh, a chunk of it, didn't they? No, I don't think they did. Oh, it was all their money? Yeah, yeah they didn't the, trade oh, any they, they had they Gave uh, them to him for free. He only had uh the last year here. That's why. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. So his real ba- uh, his salary is five point two five, his yeah. cap hit is seven. So,
0: um I want to get into uh maybe before we get one more, just NHL All Star.
1: Oh, yeah, we should right?
0: talk about this. Yeah, let's just talk about that yeah, because fine. I had I had talked about a month ago when we heard that as many as twelve guys would be voted in, that we're gonna have some really fun names and we're gonna question who got voted in, and none of it happened. Like every well, guy
1: to Sammy's point, it was all pretty quiet and indiscreet. Don't but, worry about it, we'll tell you who got can in. Can I be honest? There's no vote. Sammy is the tinfoil hatting this one hard. How there's, could
2: there have
0: been? Any? There's no,
2: there's zero vote. I, do you have them in front of you? The All Stars? I'm just trying to find it here. I'm just trying to pick it up.
0: Yeah. Like every guy, it's as
1: if the league picked everybody. The guys who got in are the most deserving players in the league. The Atlantic, it's Matthews and Pasternak and Vasilevsky. It's Panarin and Fox and Sorokin. It's Dreisaitl and Horvat and Skinner. It's <laughs> Ranton and McKinnon and Hellebuck. There are no surprises. Yes, I'm sure all the people voted in the exact perfect guys on merit. Yeah, like, no vote. There's no vote. I disagree with you both. What? No conspiracy. These are the best players. The people who know who the best players are, they voted for them. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's,
0: yeah, that's, that's how funny. things work. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you think <laughs> the league... You know, dumb these people are, some <laughs> of them?
1: Yeah, but they're On the
0: weird outliers. Twitter?
1: Dumb.
0: They're One of my you favorite... Know, you know the way they act. They got... These, the, what did all the people that voted for John Scott die during <laughs> no, the pandemic? There was
1: no organized campaign that I saw online for anyone. One of my favorite lines is, think how dumb the average person person is. Half the people are stupider than that. <laughs> so <laughs> which I love. But I, there's something rigged with
0: this. The most controversy is the players that they originally named to begin with,
2: like Seth Jones. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's it's rigged. Meanwhile we... <laughs> That's fine. I'm good. I'm I'm good with this. Yeah. So good the good players get to go. Is
0: now, uh, Many learned from the John Scott experience, no. and now we're taking the voting seriously. there was the no coordinated seriously. campaign. Everyone
1: voted for their own random fool. Everyone's like, oh, push for Pontus. He <laughs> got 11 votes. <laughs> <You>
0: <laughs> like, they didn't even do an update on the vote. No, there wasn't
1: one update. I never saw
2: one thing between the time they announced it until t- yesterday. And then, they, it,
0: and then they put it out like at 1030 at and night like, or hey, something.
1: But I will say, if they did, in fact, there is no real vote, and they just picked the guys. Full credit to them for like you can't give them any blame. They're like, "What the fans voted, in? we you know, didn't pick
0: you, it." I'm telling you, based on the the rosters that they picked, you know what's coming next. Five on five. Thank God. Why, based on the rosters that they because everything's gonna come back to like normalcy. Okay, real all stars, real players deserving, and playing real hockey. Can I say one? What do you it? think? I love that idea. And it's coming to Toronto next mm. year in a in a dun,
6: dun, real dun, dun, market. Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun. It has to be real hockey. Dun, 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 dun. Real hockey dun, 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 in a real market. Love it. NHL
1: All-Star is back. Shooting meat pies into a gator's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say I saw Austin Matthews quota being named to the All Star team and he said, Well, it's humbling. No, I hate that line, humbling. He's uh, won the Hart Trophy. He yeah, sh- you you shot 16 in, yeah. in the net in the NHL. Oh. Humbled hey. by going to the All-Star game for the sixth
2: time. Boys, heading north, own sound, Hockey Day in Canada. Hockey Day in Canada, Big what day. a grand event. Big day awesome. for my hometown, going up to watch your Own Sound Attack take on the Peterborough Peets tomorrow night. Really Shout excited. Awesome. Really excited. I'm watching. Andy McKee and family. So <laughs> in. You got the Bills? No, Bills are Sunday. I'll be home in time. Bills, Bills, Bengals Sunday, and Cowboys it. Niners Give us some Sunday. picks. Give us some uh, picks. Jacksonville. Uh, who else plays? Uh, bills. Uh, Cowboys. Runners. And I forget. What's the other game?
0: I don't know. Oh, uh, Eagles. I can't remember now. It's Friday. I'm off right now. <laughs> I'm
1: already checked out.
0: <laughs> to all our guests, Max, Maxime uh, Lapierre. Doug McLean, all of you who continue to watch, support. We really appreciate it. Have a safe weekend, and we're back on Monday.